Okay, fine. So this is the deal. So this is the introduction to the Sefer Lakute Iris. It's a it's a Pirish from a Wilson, and the connection to potentially the six parishes is as follows. In the six parishes were told of the entire family going into Gaulus. The seventy members of Yaakovinu's family officially goes into Gaulus. Uh, beginning in the sixth parasha, and it's a steady decline until Mashiach comes. But the truth is, you find something unique, and this is what this introduction to Rav Wolfson is coming to explain, and that is, while the Jewish people have been in Gaulus and continue to be in Gaulus, and generally Gaulus is a decline, however, there's a certain nekudah, of Simchabunu Peshesh used to say that while there's a Yeridus Adairis, while it's true that overall there's a... Uh, uh, a degeneration, and there's a neglect that happens, that it gets worse over time, there's a certain nakuda, there's a certain element to Klal Yisrael that's getting stronger. And what we're going to see tonight is this introduction from Wolfson to explain that as we get closer to Mashiach, the light of Hasidus and the light of Panemius Atayra is getting stronger and getting stronger and getting stronger. And I think the reason why this is so important, besides for uh, understanding Again, the, 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 the necessity for that light to get stronger and why it's happening. But it's also very simple. And that is, those that are connected to, I'll call it chasidus, but he calls it pnimis atayra, whatever you want to describe. It's a necessity for people. It's not, it's not any longer, it's not a, you know, not even a luxury. It's not like, oh, this approach, this is what Klal Yisrael needs right now. And it does. It doesn't have to necessarily be coming from a Hasidish Rebbe, but the concepts of Pneumius HaTorah, which is to find, sort of to look behind the curtain and to see God, and not just to see His laws, but to, under, to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is what Klai Yisrael needs right now more than ever. And you see it with your own eyes that the shuls and the rabbonim and the mechanchim and the mashpiim that are giving this type of Torah over are successful. And the ones that are not are becoming less and less successful. And it's not just, and the question is why? We're going to see right now why. So let's run through it together. Rav Wolfson says like this, Derech zu, this concept, that in order to be awakened and to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through learning Hasidus, through learning Pnimis which is to understand Pnimis obviously it stems from Kabbalah, but what the Baal Shem Tov did, as we'll see, is he took the light of Kabbalah and hid it in a way to be in a practical way. And, you know, there's different forms. There's the, 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 the mechanics behind it, and then there's just the practical, the emotion element of it. But that concept of using that parts of Torah to connect you to Hashem, to explain, you know, I, I, was, I was talking to so my brother, was, was telling me, I was talking to Yossi, and he was telling me that he went to a, a shir from the Sefer Bilvavi, the author of Bovavi Mishkanevna, and they were talking. It was a Mechanchim conference, and they were talking. And basically, the Bovavi was saying, Rabbi Tamar Schwartz was saying that every that, that it's natural that a person will speak from his heart and he'll speak from where he's coming from. And therefore, most Shabbos Shiurim are going to be similar. They're going to be similar. It makes sense. So I was thinking, and I was talking to Yossi about this about what's you know what's your point of view? Like what what's you know. I think all of Hasidus is coming to try to explain one thing, and that's to make Hashem real, to make Him a real, a real part of your life, to make it, to give it emotion and to give it character, but to make it real, so that instead of being bogged down on this machlekes, you know, 
Orachayim HaKadosh in the Ramban, which is very nice, but to try to understand something about Hashem and to walk away with a tangible uh, feeling that you have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that stems, that stems from Hasidus, which stems from Kabbalah. So says of Wolfson, this concept that the Jewish people need this, they need to know that Hashem is there and they need to understand Hashem in order to awaken their neshamas is not a new concept. The sheet's over there. It's not a new concept, rather. The truth is, and this is an amazing thing, and this is his Yisoyed, and you'll see how it branches out. When the Jewish people were sent into Golos, into Bavel after the first Churban, as you can imagine, the Jewish people were in a very low state spiritually. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, the Davon HaMelech foreshadowed this situation. That the Jewish people sat in Bavel thinking about remembering that the Jewish people remembered what it used to be. That the Jewish people remembered Eretz Yisrael in all of its glory. And this is the first time that the Jewish people, after having the Beis Hamikdash, are sitting in a, in a foreign land, and they're on a very low state. You can imagine what it was like. And the Jewish people are in a very low situation and very depressed. Ad until they were mamish giving up. But here's the key. If you look on the left side, there's a thin paragraph. This is from the Zoyer. Look what the Zoyer says took place after the first Churban. Says the Zoyer. This is the Hebrew translation of the Zoyer. Says the Zoyer, Om Reb Shimon, Reb says, at that moment when the Jewish people are in a very low state, when Klal Yisrael were sent into exile for the first time, Hashem gathered all the Malachim, and the, all the other types of Malachim, again, all different types of angels are gathered together. And Hashem says, and all the angels that represent different nations. Hashem gathers all these Malachim together, and he says, What are you doing in Shemaim? What are you doing here? So the Malachim said, what do you mean? So Hashem said, My children are in my children are in exile, and you're sitting in heaven. That's not appropriate. So says Hashem, all of us, myself included, we're going to Bavel. And I'm going to be with them. Hashem himself was included in Bavel. And the next paragraph it says, So Hashem, whatever this means, Hashem and all his malachim are descending into exile with the Jewish people. The heavens opened up. And this is the great miracle, this is the great revelation that Yechezkel had, that we know that Yechezkel ben Buzi had this great revelation called the Meiser Merkava, which is the... Outside of Moshe Rabbeinu, it's the greatest form of prophecy that any human being has ever had, and, it's, and, and, and Yechezkel describes in detail the great chariots and the great, the great image of Hashem. What was he seeing? He was seeing Hashem in, in, in Golos. So it says back to Rav Wolfson, that it was Davka at that time 
where Kla Yisrael needed chizik and needed nechama and they were in a low state, Sholach Lema Kadosh Baruch Hu Biyar Chizkel Anavi, that Hashem Dafka at that time is where he goes into Bavel, he goes into Golas, Hanavu Anis Gova Shal Maisem Rekava, and that led to the great revelation of the prophecy of Yechezkel. Vani Betoich HaGoyla Anar Kvar, that Yechezkel says, I was in Bavel, I was in Golas, and that's where Yechezkel sees Hashem, and it's Dafka from Hashem going into Golas with us, the Golas Bavel. Umam Shechanavi Oymer, and the Navi continues, the Navi said, I opened up my eyes and I saw Hashem. This was not when the Beis HaMikdash was up. This was not in Yerushalayim. This was all taking place in Bovel, in Golis. That the Cheskel saw, whatever this means, that he saw Kedosh Baruch on his seat. Malachim Surafim Oim Shira and the Malachim around him singing Shira. And this is all taking place in Bovel. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going with Kla Yisrael into exile. That Hashem is saying, "I'm also in Bavel to be with you." And the truth is twofold. First of all, this is the great Nechama. The other thing I was going to talk about, I'll just I'll summarize. In a very quick way, the Pasuk tells us that there were 70 people that went down into exile. The problem is, a famous Rashi, if you count, there's only 69. So who are the, who, who's the extra one? So one of the Medrash says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hashem went with Klal Yisrael into, into Golis, into Mitzrayim. And if Hashem's going with you into, into Golis, then you're going to get out. Rav Wolfson adds that we know there's a concept called Atbash, which means that we have a tradition that every year, the first day, the day of the week of the Seder night is the same day of the week as Tisha B'av. That's what he says, Adbash. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, every day. If, if this year the Seder night is Sunday night, that means Tisha B'av is Sunday night. It's always, it's the calendar, it's set. And not only that, based on the calendar, the Seder comes first. So what's the Pshat? Why is that? What's the connection that the Seder night is always the same night as, 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 as Tisha B'av? So it says of Wilson like this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would never send Klal Yisrael into Golis, even for a moment, if there was no way out. He would never send us into, into Golis and then say, now daven to me, maybe I'll take you out. Because that means that for a moment, Chas v'shalom, there's a possibility for us to be stuck there. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we always say, and I'll talk about this more Shabbos day, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he gives the Rufua Kaidun Lamaka, that before Golis, Hashem already starts the wheels of Geulah. And therefore, every night of Tisha B'av, you don't have to feel depressed because it's already been set that it's the night of the Seder, which is the night of Gula. The Gula always begins before the Gulas. And therefore, as the 70th person, according to one shot of the Medrash, that Hashem goes into Gulas with Klal Yisrael to ensure that Klal Yisrael will get out. The other pshat, some say, is that it's uh, Yechevet. The Yechevet is Nolda ben Achoymes. The Yechevet was born right before. Why Yechevet? Because she's the mother of the Redeemer. She's the mother of Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. That means that the mother of redemption is already being born right before. Again, it's the same concept. So says Rav Wolfson, the beginning of the spreading of Hasidus, the beginning of the spreading of that awareness of Hashem in Golis takes place with Yechezkel. And not only is it comforting knowing that Hashem is going to be with us and going to take care of us, and He's with us in Golis, which means we're going to get out because He's getting out. But more than this, says Rev. Wolfs in the third paragraph, what you see from this is Yisod. 
The aside is not just that Hashem cares about us, not just that Hashem goes into Golis with us, it's more than this. Oz daika, that it's dafka bizman hachorban. It's dafka when Kla Yisrael was not deserving. It's dafka when we were sent into Golis, which means that we had just done the Averis to warrant the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. That it's dafka at that time that Hashem reveals himself to Yechezkel. In such a way, that there was a revelation that took place then that was greater than that took place during the entire times of the Beis Hamikdash. So how could that be? How could it be that when the, when Yechezkel's in Golis, when Yechezkel's in Bavel, he's getting a revelation that was greater than the four hundred years of having a Beis Hamikdash? How could that be? So what's the answer? The answer says of Wolfson, Even though it doesn't make sense. Even though it can't be. How could it be that Klal Yisrael are zoicha to have a revelation, to have a connection to Hashem that's so clear, Dafki and Golis, that they did not have during the 400 years of the Beis HaMikdash? So why did Hashem do this? He said, the answer is like this, Shedaika oz shahaya es tsar because the answer is it's dafka at that time where Klal Yisrael was low and they were they were at a at a possibility of being lost, where Klal Yisrael needed a connection to Hashem. They needed something. They needed chizik. They needed to know that there's someone out there, and it wasn't enough to just have you know emuna to have mesari. They needed to see it and they needed to feel it. That the lower Klai Yisrael gets, that they were zoichet to have revelations that were above their, their worthiness. And they were able to see things that they didn't even see during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. The answer is very simple. They weren't deserving of it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that Kla Yisrael needs it. This is the famous marshal that the Balatanya used to give over, as we'll see later on, that the Balatanya used to give over, that when there were people that had a taina, this goes back to Yutas Kislev, when there were people that had a taina on the Balatanya, that he's revealing secrets of Torah. Listen, I, I don't do secrets of Torah in that regard, because, you know, my brother's doing more the, you know, primis ha but even every Hasidic here, you're talking about Hashem in a practical way. You could argue, who are you? Who are you to talk that way in public? To talk about the king in such a, a regular way, who are you to do this? And there was a taina, the truth is, there was a taina going back to the Balatanya. The truth is, if you actually look back, most great mystics and great tzaddikim did not live very long. That's the truth. The, the Arizal died before 38. Uh, the, 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 I think he died at 38, 30, 30, 33. Uh, the Rizal was 38, the Rabbi Nachum was 33. And there's a, even a famous story, Rabbi Weinberg has a whole shir on it, that the Balatanya was, his life was in danger also. Uh, and he was supposed to die that year. But his daughter gave up her life in his stead. In his stead. She made a bezdin and she said, I want to give up my life instead of my father. And she died at a very young age. She died right after giving birth. And that baby that she gave birth to was the Tzemach Tzedek. And that's why the Balatanya always raised the Tzemach Tzedek because his mother died at childbirth about when he was like one years old. 
Because the truth is, you, you, it's, it's, it's a dangerous concept. If you think about it, you're spreading secrets of Torah when, when the Doris are getting less and less deserving. So the Balatanya once famously addressed it. And the Balatanya, it's, it's a famous marshal going back to, from Chassid Chabad, that you have a king who has a crown. And the crown is, you know, very choshev and it's going back Doris and Doris, Doris, king, king of the king. This is the famous crown with a famous jewel on it. And the king's son is very ill. And they brought in all the doctors, and the doctors said nothing, they can't figure it out. There's this one old Chacham who said, I'm telling you right now, I have one thing that could help the king's son, or else he's going to die. What's the thing? You take the jewel, you grind it up, put it into a drink, and let him drink it. So the king instantly takes off the jewel and starts to grind it. So all the ministers said, this is, the, this is your grandfather's jewel and your great-grandfather's jewel. How could you do such a thing? So the Balatani says, says the king, what's the tachlis of a crown if I don't have a prince? Yeah, it's taka, a destruction of the crown. But what's the purpose of a crown if there's no prince? So the Baltan used to say the same thing, and that's basically what happened at Yechezkel. Klaisha was not deserving of that gilu. They would taka weren't. How could they be deserving of a gilu in, in Bavel that they weren't deserving of in a gilu in the Beis Amigdash? But the answer is Klai Yisrael needed it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu realized that if the prince is going to die, then what's the point of having a crown? Meaning, what's the point of having this crown that's Keser Shal Torah if there's no Klai Yisrael to receive it? And Klai Yisrael needed that Gilei. Klai Yisrael needed that, that revelation. They needed to know that there was a God in heaven. And therefore Hashem lowered himself, Kaviachal, to go into Golis to reveal himself to Yechezkel. So this is already starting the precedent that as Klai Yisrael gets lower and lower and lower, Hashem sends greater light to this world in order to wake them up. And says our Wolfson Weiter, this phenomenon, of sending that great light in order to be mechazek klal Yisrael when they need it, not when they deserve it. It's the light that they need, not the light that they deserve. This, this process, this process, that the lower klal Yisrael gets, the darker, the darker, the darkness gets, they need more light. They need greater doctors as they're getting more ill. And therefore, So it says of Wolves, in the same way, Klal Yisrael, in the times of Yechezkel ben Buzi, needed that great revelation, in order for them to see that there's a God in heaven, and to feel it, and to wake them up, that maybe they didn't need that before. So too it is, it got worse and worse, and it got to the times of Shimba Yechoi. What's the times of Shimba Yechoi? Shimba Yechoi, he says, That Klal Yisrael, if you know the history of the times of Shimba Yechoi, this is right after the second Beis Amikdash was destroyed. So not only are they now in Golos, like they're in it now, but the great leaders that saw the second Beis Amikdash of Yechem Ben Zakkai and later on Rav Akiva, they also died out. And he says, and the Generations are getting lower and deteriorating. And those great visionaries and those great lights, they all passed away. And Hashem sort of saw that Klal Yisrael was, was at a tipping point. And it was going potentially very negative. Therefore it's Dafka at that time, that it was Dafka at the time that Hashem decided, you know what, Klal Yisrael needs a boost. And what do they need? They need to, again, and what's the booster for Klal Yisrael historically? A taste of Hashem. It's not more halacha, and it's not more gemara. It's knowing there's a God in heaven. 
knowing it's the it's the depth behind it's the 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 soul of Torah, which is the Torah of Rabbi Shimba Yechai. And therefore, the light of Rav Shimba Yechoi is greater than the light that had been revealed up to that point. And you're going to say, how could it be that Rav Shimba Yechoi's light and his Torah is revealing things that had not been revealed up to that point? How could that be when there's a Yeridus Adaris? But as I said before, there's a Yeridus Adaris, but there's a Nakuda where Klai Yisrael is getting stronger. How so? In the necessity of Klai Yisrael. That Klai Yisrael was Taka getting so sick and so ill that Hashem had to send the great light to, 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 to save them. As Eliyonavi said, that that Sefer of Shimei Choy, that Sefer of Zoyar, will, will help Klai Yisrael. That that Sefer will help Klai Yisrael get out of Golis. How could it be? Because that's the point. It's not that we deserved it, but we needed it. And Hashem, what does it mean that, I said before, that the Medrash says that the 70th person was Hashem. What does it mean Hashem goes into Golis with Klai Yisrael? What does that mean? It means this. It means that he won't, he's watching and he's going to make sure that Klai Yisrael will get what it needs. And he won't allow Klai Yisrael to just be lost and to just dwindle out. And if he sees that Klai Yisrael needs that giant jolt back into life, that, that light of, of Hashem himself, he'll send it in the form of Yechezkel and then he'll send it in the form of Rav Shimba Yechoi. That this Sefer will give life to the last generations of Aichibura, Yifkan, Migalusa and this Sefer will help you get out of Golas. And therefore it's not a coincidence that as time gets over, it's getting stronger. And people have heard of things that they had not heard of in the past. And he continues, and then as it went on, it got worse and worse. And if you know the history of the Arizal, the Arizal came the, basically the generation or two generations after the Spanish Inquisition, which you saw many, many Jews going off to become Christians. And there was a depression and they, had, they thought Mashiach was going to come and they thought they would bring the Sanhedrin back and it didn't work. And there was a, a, a breaking of Klal Yisrael. Right after that time, the Spanish was in 1492, so Arizal was born in the 1550s, 1560s, 1540s. So you're talking about right after that Kufa where Klai Yisrael was broken again. And they needed something. They needed that light. They needed to remind themselves that they're the prince. And they needed Chizuk and they needed Chiyas again. So says Rev. Wolfson, comes the great light of the Arizal to clarify and to spread out the Torah of Rav Shem So it started with Kabbalah all starts with the revelation of Yechezkel. And then it becomes more codified and clarified by Rishim Ba'yechai. And then it's taken to a whole new length, a whole new expression with the Arizal, because that's a Klai need at the time. And all of this is just to reinforce, I said before, that you have to have one message every Shabbos. What's your one message? The message is that Hashem would never leave Klai Yisrael. What does that mean? That means for your personal tzara that Hashem's thinking about you and going to take care of you and it's going to be revealed. But it means collectively, Klal Yisrael as a whole, Hashem would never let Klal Yisrael die out. And it doesn't just mean to not become intermarried. It means to, to mechazik Klal Yisrael, so that Klal Yisrael will always have what it needs. And therefore when Hashem saw in the times of the Arizal that they needed something, they needed that great shift. So Hashem sent the great light of the Arizal. And then after, as He says, Rechaim Vital said that Arizal was, it was revealed to the Arizal things that even Nevi'im didn't see. How could that be in the year 1570 that there could be things that were revealed then that were never revealed before? The answer is because it wasn't based on what the world deserved. It's about what the world needed. 
And then you go 200 years later. If you know the history of the Baal Shem Tev, what year, what was going on when the Baal Shem Tev came into the world? This is, the world was still reeling from Shab Tzvi. If you know that in the mid-1600s, the mid to late-1600s, the world had, they had a false messiah that took over, that convinced thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews that Mashiach was here. And Kalal Yisrael, for the first time, in like 1600 years, got their hopes up. And they turned out the guy was a crazy person. The guy was a Meshugano, became uh, Islamic, whatever it was. And Kalal Yisrael was reeling. Mamish, like broken. So what does Hashem do? Same thing. Hashem goes down into Golis with Klai Yisrael again in the form of Arhab Al Shemtiv, in the form of the light of Al Shemtiv, which the light of Al Shemtiv is taking concepts of the Arizal, but clothing it and mislabish it and hiding it in practical form. And what the Arizal would talk about esoteric with names of Hashem, the Baal Shem Tev would tell you to be happy. And the Baal Shem Tev would tell you to sing and to dance and to have a l'chaim and to daven with joy, which are all physical, lower expressions of what's loftier concepts from the Arizal. But he took the greatest secrets and made it accessible to the lowest people. That's what the Baal Shem Tev did. So the Baal Shem Tev is like taking mamish secrets, you know, like like secrets from the CIA, and he's just spreading it to people that couldn't read. So how could that be that in the 1700s you have such a great light that's, that's penetrating the lowest places? How could that be such a thing? The answer is because that's what Klai Yisrael needed. And the people that think that Klai Yisrael doesn't need it now are wrong. They're push it wrong. I, I mean it. I've been in places with it. I've been in places without it. Klal Yisrael needs it. They just do. And the people, maybe there are individuals who don't need it. Perhaps. You could argue maybe they don't know what they're missing. But to to have... I, I, I talk about this a lot because I said this over once on Shabbos and someone told me that they told another rabbi who told another rabbi. So I'll say this because I know these recordings get listened by a lot of people. I, Yossi told me this years ago. Before we even had a shul, we were sitting up Friday night that's so what we used to do. We would sit up Friday night, we'd go to Bergenshul for a couple hours, we'd learn, and then we would sit on the couch Friday night and just like talk about, you know, what life would be like if we had a shul and what life would be like if we had like, you know, these things. And Yossi had a ha'ara. Again, I, I think about it all the time. I don't know if Yossi gave it a second thought, to be completely honest. I haven't spoken to him about this. But he said that, that when a rabbi gets up to speak, he should think to himself... Every person in the shul, this is the only tire they're hearing the entire week. And if you think about it from that perspective, that that 10-minute drasha could be, could be, maybe hopefully not, but it could be, the only tire, those people here. So when you prepare something to say over, think about it from that context and that lens. And then you ask yourself, is it worthy of being said? And there are many times where I'll prepare something and the whole week, I'm just like, I, I don't think that that's what I don't think I'd be happy if that's what I heard. It's the only time. And I also mentioned that I went over to someone uh, who his, his, uh, his, daven, his family Davin's in a very chash of a shul with a very big rav, was a very big tamachacham. I know the rav, he's a very tamachacham. And I asked him, I said, has the rav ever said anything that made you feel comforted? And he said, no. For years. And that's shocking to me. Because that's what Kalal Yisrael needs. They need to know 
that there's someone out there who's thinking about them and caring about them. Very simply put, that's it. And, and now just elaborate, and the rest, as Hillel said, is commentary. But, but the, 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 that's, they need the light of the Baal Shem Tov. As the, Rav Wolfson's going to say, they need it more now. So says Rav Wolfson, as Klal Yusuf went further and further into that decaying darkness, Hashem needs a stronger light that's able to penetrate the darkest places, so he sends the great light of the Baal Shem Tov. And he says, that what started with pure prophecy with Yechazel and became borderline esoteric with the Rav Shimba Yechoi and became Kabbalistic with the Arizal is now practical with the Baal Shem Tev because we're practical people and that's what we need. We can't understand. There were Doris where they could learn Arizal and that was enough for them. It's not enough for us. We're very low course people and that's fine. That's what we are. We're, we're limited in our abilities. We need someone to practically say it's going to be good and there's someone out there that when you put on tefillin it does something. People need to hear that. So it says, Rav Wolfson, and as Baal Shem Tov famously said, that he spoke to Mashiach himself, and Mashiach said, I will come when your Torah is spread forth, because that's what Klal Yisrael needs to get out. And the truth is not just with those leaders, those are the prototypical leaders, but you have this, that Hashem will save great lights, Hashem will send the Lubavitch Rebbe, and he'll send the Chazanish, and he'll send the Chavetz Chaim, and he'll send great lights that will help that door get out of the darkness. And he says an amazing remez that the Ramchal said, the Posik says in Tehillim, Alisa Lamarum, you went up to heaven, Shavisa Shevi, you took a captive. That's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu getting the Torah. The Torah is called a captive. That Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim and he pulled the Torah down to us. By the way, there's never been a greater Chilol Hashem, if you think about it, than the Torah coming down to here. It used to be perfected with Malachim. And that was a taina. The Malachim didn't want to give us the Torah because they said, what type of Chilol Hashem that you could have the great Torah of Hashem down here by mortal people, even great mortal people, but mortal people. So said Moshe Rabbeinu, but this is what the world needs. So he took it as a captive, Shevi. So said the Rav Chaim Vital, that says the Ramchal, Teva Shevi, Shevi is Shimon Bar Yechai. That Shevi is that Moshe Rabbeinu went and brought down, and brought down a great soul, a great captive soul, to wake up the world, that Shevi is Shimon Bar Yechai. And says the Wolfson, I'd like to add, the Arizal himself is Yitzchak ben Shloime, that's also Shevi. Shevi is Shimon Bar Yechai, Yitzchak ben Shloime, and Yisrael ben Sara, the Baal Shem Tev. Shevi is Baal Shem Tev, the Arizal, and, and, and Rishim Bayechai. That all of that was taken down as captives in order to help Klal Yisrael, to help the world get up. So he says, V'chol zeh This is in order to strengthen. Because these great Torahs are helping you give you, help you get out of bed. I've mentioned this, Marshall, many times. Rabbi Weimager, I've, I've heard him say this over many times, that the story goes that Baal Shem Tev went to, uh, he, he wanted to be taken, it's a very famous Maisa, I'll say very quickly, he wanted to be taken uh, to, to, to a certain uh, pond that had frozen over. And he saw, he wanted to be taken there, so the Hasidim took him there, and they saw that the Goyim were ice skating, and they also, they were, cro- they were carving a cross, Getchkes, they were carving the cross into the ice, so they didn't want the Baal Shem Tov to see, but the Baal Shem Tov said, I want to see, and he goes closer, and he's watching. 
He stands there for a few moments meditating, and then he leaves. So Chassidim said, well, well, if it's the Avaidah to come to see crosses, so the Baal said, that water used to be alive, and used to be flowing. It was Mayim Chaim. He says, what happens when it becomes cold? It's a matter of time before a cross is carved in. So he says, so too it is with life. If your Yiddishkeit is Mayim Chaim, if you know there's a God in heaven, then it's full of life. But if it's not, it might have worked for 500 years ago, and it might have worked for 1,000 years ago. But for not for us, if it's cold and dead, it's a matter of time before a cross is carved. That's what Shem said. So it says of Wolfson, V'zois Ladas. It's the second to last paragraph on the right on the left side. This is you should understand. That not only is the Balshemtiv coming to reintroduce us to Hashem Himself, and not only is that needed because Klal Yisrael is going to a darker place, but his but his style was completely different. And very simple, his style was based on love. It was not based on fear. Up to the Balshemtiv, if anyone reads, there's they came out in English with the Friedrich Rebbe's memoirs. The Friedrich Rebbe wrote stories based on his family of how the Rabbonim used to act before the Balshantiv came in. They would ridic- it was it was a hierarchy mamish, where the people that were learned were called simpletons, like to their face. The Balshantiv realized that that's not going to work with Klal Yisrael. The Klal Yisrael needs to be empowered, need to be strengthened, because it's getting darker and they need to be woken up. And this is when he says an amazing thing. Wilson says in the last paragraph, "This is an amazing thing." So I said before that you need it now more than ever. You do. And all the places, and again, it's not a taina, because I don't, whatever, it's sad. It's a sad reality that there are a lot of shuls, yeshivas, that the bachram are just completely disenchanted. And why is it? Because most of the time, they're not being told anything that, they're not being introduced to HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. They're being yelled at, they're being told varts that are not negeya. There was one, two summers where I was in a shul, I, 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 Yossi could not have Yossi and I could not have been more frustrating. Every single speech was about uh, uh, the Palestinian conflict, and I remember, I remember thought, this senator and this anti-Semitic and the, the New York Times. It's enough, Kamin. Everyone in Shul is Jewish. It's it, they're all on the right. Nobody, nobody in Shul is pro-Palestinian. That you have to convince them. I think that Yossi years ago was speaking in a certain shul. I can say where. I'll tell you afterwards, off the recording, but not now. Eh, eh, it's borderline. It's probably I won't tell you. I won't tell you. But Yossi was speaking, and the the sheer was like the light of Mashiach. This is when Yossi was really just starting out, like the light of Mashiach. <laughs> and he goes to the shul, and the rabbi introduces him. And I'm sitting there, and he, he, this is Yossi like Rutzadik, and you know, the light of Mashiach. Before he gets up, it's about a 15-minute speech the rabbi gave about how this year, this date in history, 30 years ago, there was a, a certain senator who said a pro-Israel comment. So it just goes to show you that I remember sitting there. Who cares? Honestly, I, I, it doesn't matter to write to your senator. That's not what they need to know. Nobody in shul is pro-Palestinian that you have to convince them. It doesn't matter. No one, and no one, so don't read the New York Times. I don't care. What I do care about is that you have a hundred people in shul who's about to hear Yossi about Mashiach tell them something meaningful instead of droning on and on. 
and putting them, and it's so simple, and it drives me nuts that you have 150 people, 200 people, and you're going to talk about how some some Kanye West, who cares? Why should his name be uttered? Like, what's a nafkamina? Oh, don't watch a net game because Kyrie Irving. Okay, fine. So I'll write that down. Is that nafkamina? That's ridiculous. You have an opportunity to actually talk about something meaningful, to talk about Akadish Baruch Hu Jews that are broken throughout the week. You have an opportunity to do that. How is it not like reckless? And then they have tainas that the shuls aren't working. So think about it. Why would I want to sit there? I was bored out of my mind and I'm a very orthodox Jew. If someone's borderline not orthodox, I can't imagine them sitting through that. So you're gonna have, so so the light of the Baal Shem Tov is sitting there, and you're gonna convince yourself you don't need it. But says of Wolfson, why is it that you need it now much more? Maybe 50 years ago, yes, my grandfather's era in the 1940s when he was with Paul Mizrahi, that taka worked because they were stronger people. That's why because they didn't need because they knew internally they were connected to Hashem. They felt it in their bones, so they didn't need a rabbi to tell them that. But that's not the way it is anymore. Look what Wolfson says. The last paragraph. I'll end with this. Says Wolfson that this generation, the last heel of the generation, that the Jews are broken. Now, by the way, why are they broken? Why is it that nowadays everybody is broken? Everyone's. I was talking to uh, a doctor. I went to. I hurt my back. I went to a, uh, a doctor recently, and I was talking to him, and 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 he was telling me that ninety percent of his patients are 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 taking medication for anxiety, which I get. I'm not. They're not like popping pills made up. Everyone is anxious and everyone is stressed. I understand it. I. They have better lives than they used to. So what's the pshat? So it says a Wilson an amazing insight. Wolfson says, I never, this is an amazing insight. When you have bills to pay, when you have a lot of bills to pay, it's, it's like overwhelming. Even when you're not sitting down to work out the money, it just, it's on your shoulders. It says, Wolfson, all of our neshamas, we've been here many times. And every time you come down here, you have more stuff you need to fix. So, which means that if I've been down here 20 times, that i got to fix 20 different things, and it's overwhelming, and it's suffocating. And Wilson says it makes everyone just stressed because you know that Mashiach's coming, which means you're running out of time in a good way, but that also means you got a lot of stuff to do. And he says we have too much chayvis. we got a lot of chayvis. And in addition, And also, the life that we're going through, it's difficult to be a very orthodox Jew because you have a lot of nisyayness and a lot of obstacles, and we're weaker. You put all those three together, that's going to make Jews that are in a very dark place. So says Rav Wolfson, Baruch Hashem, Hashem send great lights to counterbalance that. And it's our responsibility to access those lights. Because if those lights of the Baal Shem Tov and of other tzaddikim are sitting on the wall and they're not being accessed, then they're not helping. And therefore it's our responsibility, both the rabbis and non-rabbis alike, to spread that Torah, to connect to that Torah. He says, We're weaker people by nature. Just stop, we're weaker people physically, emotionally, spiritually. We're weaker people. We have a difficult time period and we got a lot of chayvis from previous dairis. You put all that together, you're going to make a pretty, it's a cocktail for anxiety. So says Rav Wolfson, It's not going to work. Hesiasrus, punishing, yelling, rebuke, it's not going to work. It's just push it not. You could fight it all you want. You could try to do the same 
tired trick that's been used for 80 years, and what you're going to get is just people going off the derech left and right. Therefore, says the Rav Wolfson, Rak al chazal. The only way is through the light of the Balshem which is the light of the Arizal, which is the light of Zoyar, which is the light of Yechezkel Ben Buzi, all coming. Dafke in Golis, Dafke in the darkest place. Hashem sends light because Hashem would never leave Klal Yisrael alone, as the pasuk says, "Samchuni ba'shishes Rivduni b'tapuchim." That you run after in the in the apple orchards, that Hashem runs after your beloved, that Hashem's running after Klal Yisrael in order to be mechazikas. That's. In this parasha, when Klai Yisrael are going into Golis, and the Medrash says that that 70th person mysteriously is HaKadosh Baruch Hu what does it mean that Hashem is going with Klai Yisrael? It means that Hashem is ensuring that Klai Yisrael will be healthy, and will be strong, and will be capable to finish this march. And the way he did that spiritually is by revealing that light. And therefore, as we get closer to Mashiach, the light of the Baal Shem Tev is getting stronger, and it's getting stronger. And it's not a coincidence, and it's not just because people, as I've been called, and Yossi's been called happy clappy. I've been holding it. It's not a compliment. They don't mean it as a compliment. They say, oh, you're having a happy clap. It, 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 happy is good. And, and if, you, if you're clapping during davening, it's because they... Okay, so the other option, the alternative is, is depressed and, and non-clappy. So I'll take happy clappy. But the, what's, the, what's the Yisoy? The Yisoy is like the who sends that great light because that's what Klai Yisrael needs. Hashem ensures Klai Yisrael will be healthy. And he's ensuring that with the light of the Baal Shem Tev. And therefore our avoid is to connect to that light, to reveal that light, to find our to find out more about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to ensure that we're connected to that great source of Ar HaChayim, of Chayim Mamish. And that then you'll lead into next week's parasha, which is Vayichi Yaakov, the Dafka in Golis. You could have Chiyas. Dafka in Golis, you could have that great that great awakening as HaKadosh Baruch Hu Dafka revealed himself in Bovel, in America, in the, in the cave, and again, to strengthen ourselves, to be strong, to keep walking, to keep marching, and to to connect to the true light of Abba Shem Tev, and it'll be revealed. And it'll be revealed.